the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jennifer is in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hello. Hey, what's up? Yeah, um, well, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, my husband and I, we're having issues just saving and staying afloat, and we're really considering doing a cash-out refinance on our home um, because it just seems like the only way we'll be able to get out the rut and save and eliminate it. How much debt do you have? Um, I have between about 80000 My husband, it's probably like three hundred k, but that includes the house. Okay, how much debt does he have separate from the house? Um, I'll say probably uh, 50, 60. And what kind okay. of debt is this combined? Is it student loans, it's credit loans. cards? Yeah, it's just loans, credit cards, my end student loans. Um, and that's really the gist of it. And just How like much is cars? I'm sorry? How much is cars? Oh. Um, his, we have one car and it's 40000 Okay. One, you have one paid for car or I'm sorry, one car with a car note, or do you have two cars and you have a paid for car sitting there as well? Just, just one car with a car note. Okay. Um, What's your household income? Um, well, my husband makes between 200 K a year. Um, and I make 21 and then he also has, we both have disability. You, um, you make $21,000 and he makes $200,000. Yes. And you said you both have disability. Explain that. Because um, we both were veterans, so okay. we do have a dis- disability income. And how much is and, that in addition to? Um, it's, it's probably an uh, extra 20 k um, onto okay. our income. So but it's just like. Can I, t- can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. Y'all make far too much money to be this broke. Yeah. You make 200 you have $221,000 coming in a year. $250,000 coming in. Yeah, 200 yeah, two, even more. Yeah. That's you, you make a quarter of a million dollars a year. Yeah. I mean you, you're spending like you're in Congress. And you have $130,000 of debt. Here's here's what I'm telling you and I want you to really understand this. If you just lived lived on half of what you make, which is still more than the average family in america almost double the average family you would be out of debt and it wouldn't take you borrowing on your mortgage to do it or refinancing or cash outing your mortgage to borrowing on the mortgage is absolutely the most horrible ridiculous thing you can do because it will enable you to consider this chaotic out of control disorganized overspending life and you're going to crash this car girl I, i mean you guys got to know. You got to get control. You know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So the house. Uh, what's your What's your mortgage payment? What are you paying on this house? Um, well, it went up to nineteen hundred dollars. It was eleven hundred. Um, All right. So that's not your problem. It's yeah. just your living. I I I already know the answer to this, but you're not on a budget, correct? 
I, I mean, I feel like we are. We don't do anything. Yeah, like, but that's I not the same. Not, okay. $250,000 is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Aren't you kind of curious where it went? I am. I, I am. Yeah. 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 I think it's kind of like, whoa, hmm, mm-hmm. this is a mystery. So um, hey, what does your husband do for a living? He's a truck driver, and that that's what I wanted to get into. He's a truck driver, and he'll go to work, and it'll be times where um, because the fuel prices are so high, everything, he comes out of pocket. He's on the 1099, but he works with the company. And um, You don't make, wait week, a minute, he does not make $200,000 a year. Yeah. He grosses $200,000 a year, but his net income after expenses, he's an owner-operator, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's the problem. He's right not there. netting two hundred thousand. Okay. He's running a business that brings in two hundred thousand, and then he has repairs and fuel mm-hmm. and other things out of that. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So you do not have an income of two hundred thousand. Your income is the net profit on his business after expenses are paid, mm-hmm. which is more like one hundred thousand. That sounds right. Okay. Uh, Does that sound right to you? Yeah, that probably sounds better. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. so Jennifer, what do you do? What's your job? Well, I just finished. I just finished school. I'm an esthetician, and I'm trying to start my business. Um, and you know, I've been an at-home mom, but okay. now, um, you know, but I'm also trying to start a business. But I want to challenge you. Know, you. I want. I want to challenge you with your esthetician work. Right now, it sounds like it's more like quarter time to part time based on your earnings. Am I right? Well, my income comes from disability. So you haven't you're tw- earned you're anything 21. from the- You haven't earned anything from this degree yet. Right. I just graduated probably like two Fridays ago. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. That's great. Okay. All Thank right. you. Now, here's what we're going to do. All right. I'm gonna, we're going to set you into Financial Peace University. It includes a budgeting gap called Every Dollar. And then the other thing you ought to do is you ought to contact a Ramsey coach in your area. You can find them online with us at Ramsey Solutions and sit down with them because someone needs to help you guys put together a set of books for his business and now for your business so you actually know what profit you have after taxes are paid and after the expenses of the business are paid. And then you will know what it takes to attack this debt. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me like your $40,000 car probably needs to be sold because I think it's too much car in this situation. And my guess is you probably have a very high interest rate on it. And the reason you only have one car that's super expensive is he's in a truck all the time. Mm -hmm. He's over the road and an owner-operator. So... Uh, you know, you guys taxes. need you guys need to get your uh, your your net profits figured out so that you can get organized and get on a budget and begin to attack these debts. And we're going to list them smallest to largest, and you're going to be able to do it in that order. I thought for a few minutes there you had a two hundred fifty thousand dollars income, too. and that was super absurd that you couldn't pay off one hundred forty thousand dollars worth of debt making that, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You have probably a hundred thousand, hundred and twenty thousand dollar income, give or take, and uh, that's still enough to get you out of debt. But it's not; it doesn't make you look as uh, out of control as I initially thought right. you were. Okay, you you know all it means is you're you're right. Your budget is probably not super 
got all kinds, you know, you're probably not eating caviar every night or something here. It's not, that's not what's going on. But, uh, but, but you are going to have to tighten up and you are going to have to make a decision. And it's probably going to take you about three years of sacrifice, including selling this car and getting a much more reasonable, cheap car mm-hmm. temporarily to get yourself out of con- into control. But we'll get you started in Financial Peace University and get you started on the every dollar budget and help you get moving. This is the Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need repairs for your home, Neighborly helps you find local home service providers like Mr. Rooter Plumbing, Mr. Electric, and more. Don't wait until something goes wrong. Be prepared. Download the Neighborly app today. Yeah, today's question comes from Alan in Pennsylvania. He says, hey, y'all, I've recently seen companies advertising cashback debit cards. I'm in the process of transitioning out of using a credit card for day-to-day purchases. My question is, how does a cashback debit card work and where's the money coming from? Uh, That's a really good question, Dave. I hear this a lot and a lot of people have popped in saying, Jade, this is a great way that I can build my credit. Uh, it's a debit card that will report to the credit card companies or you know, report it on your credit report. But what they're not telling you is you're still borrowing money. No, no the, the cashback credit card is just a, like a rewards card. Well, the ones that I'm looking at. The you're ca- talking about the one uh, now. The ex- ones that build your credit. Experian launched one that only works with Experian Boost. And it reports on the credit bureau. Right. Okay. But this is simply like Discover has 1% back. Uh, uh, Discover points. Or uh, okay. if you get airline miles. So just, this is this just, is just cash a re- It's a cash back rewards. All right. Debit, then I don't have a problem with that. Debit card. Um, and where does the money come from? It comes from transaction fees, merchant fees. Yeah. So we don't accept credit cards on our website because we tell people not to have them. And that would be hypocritical for me to make money off of something I tell people not to do. Okay. So we take debit cards on our website. When you use your debit card on our website, we pay a merchant fee, a transaction fee. Most cases, I don't, ours is different, but because we doesn't do a lot of volume, but basically it's around 3%. Okay, so 100 bucks, I pay 3% to the merchant fee mm-hmm. to, to transact the debit card. Mm-hmm. Okay, they can then take part of that fee and give it back to you to get you to use the debit card more because they make money when you use your debit card. They make transaction fees not off of you, but off of the merchant that you are buying from. Same thing's true with a credit card, by the way. Yeah. 
Uh, credit card pays the exact same fees, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, merchant fees are exactly the same. We don't pay less or more because it's a debit card. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually had to argue with a few of these people that they wanted us to. They wanted to force us to accept credit cards to get to process our transactions. No, so no, no. Did, no, 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 no. That won't work. Can't do business with you. But um, so a lot of a lot of your uh, uh, the the credit card companies don't just make money on the interest mm-hmm. on your debt they also make money on the transaction fees absolutely and so when they're giving you airline miles or whatever it's not just because they're screwing you with 18 percent interest it's also because the merchant transaction fee is doing that mm-hmm. and so yeah i don't have a problem with this let me tell you what the breakdown on this is though the, the only issue it's the wrong question okay because you should not be asking a question of, I want to modify my spending habits, my method of payment, in order to get 1%. Yeah. Because that means every time you spend $100, you get a dollar. This is not for... this is not going to move the needle for you. Well, and somewhere in your brain, you're going to think, oh, if I spend more, I'll get more money and it's yeah. going to make you want you to can't spend, spend more. your way into wealth when you're trading a hundred dollar expenditure for a right. dollar cash back that's you just lost 99 bucks on this okay yeah so uh i mean this is so this is the the way that these companies work though it's a feedback loop and a psychological feedback loop and they're trying to keep you spending and consuming because that's where the transactions are where they make all their money and, and so it's not where you make all your money though and when you're asking the question oh boy i could get one percent back how about oh boy i'm not gonna spend a hundred bucks through that and now i just made a hundred times more money than even asking this question a hundred times more money i like it by you know you know how you double your money you fold it over once put it back in your pocket right (laughs) i mean that's it that's quit so don't let these people suck you into trading a hundred for a dollar a dollar for a penny don't don't make this transaction and then walk around like well i am very sophisticated i have a cash back who gives a crap yeah you're not sophisticated you're trading a hundred for one the focus is wrong yeah so it's okay if you want to get cash back it's not bad but the fact that you're even worried about it is bad absolutely uh since i wrongfully set myself up i feel like we should talk about the other thing too yeah okay the other thing is (laughs) there is now a debit card that does report on your credit bureau yeah and it is only with the experian bank that's the only one and Mm -hmm. it only works if it only reports if you do experian boost now, what Experian Boost is, is a fee that you pay to the credit bureau reporting company called Experian. You pay them a fee, and they will boost your credit rating. However, those of you that have a boosted rating need to know that no mortgage company will use your boosted rating to qualify you. Mm. They will use your non-boosted rating. And so you used your Experian debit card. You opened a bank account with Experian so that they could make these fees we were just talking about so that you could pay them extra to boost your credit while using their debit card, all to build a boosted score 
that a mortgage company won't take. There's other ones too, Dave. Really? That will, yeah. There are the ones that they'll give you, they'll send you a card in the mail and they'll say, we will take a portion of your paycheck and make it a portion of your own money and make it available to you as credit on this card. And so you spend, let's say you spend, let's say you get paid $1,000. They'll take $300 over and they'll say, spend it on this card. And so they're, but they're fronting well, you the money a, that's first. A, that's a prepaid credit And card. then they'll come in and whatever yeah. you spent for the month, they'll come in and they'll take it out of your account. Yeah. But that, that is actually debt. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually debt. That's a prepaid credit card. Mm-hmm. But they is, call them debit cards. Yeah. They're calling them that erroneously. It, it is not. The technical, it can't, a debit card does not count on, on, on your credit score. That's right. Period. Okay. Unless you run it through boost. But the, uh, um, not as of right now, anyway. So, yeah, prepaid credit cards back in the day had huge fees on them. I suspect that does. I haven't seen that product. Um, and it was mainly being used by um, poor people. Yeah. Lower income people. It's like, you know, same people shop at the pawn shop and think they're going to get rich off a of lotto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same poor people, and that's why they're poor. And it's one of the reasons they're poor anyway. Yeah. And uh, Dave Ramsey hates the poor. No, Dave Ramsey works his whole life so that you're not poor. Mm. I spend all of my time helping you not be poor. I want you to not do poor people stuff, and that way you're not poor. Okay? And poor people stand in line. The number one zip codes that buy lotto tickets are poor neighborhoods. Mm. By far. The vast majority of lotto tickets purchased are in poor neighborhoods. So I'm not making that up. I mean, it's an actual data point, and it's not a moral judgment. It's just going, hey, how's that working for you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same neighborhood that has title pawn, tote the note lot, and rent to own washer and dryer, for God's sakes, that you could buy for 50 bucks at a garage sale, but instead you pay 2000 bucks for it, rent to owning it. But this is all short-term thinking, thank God it's Friday, oh God it's Monday, and that's where the prepaid credit card shows up is in that environment. It's also payday lenders in that neighborhood. Yeah. And um, what is these commercials? God, they're awful. Uh, cash advance place. Well, it's payday lenders. It's cash yeah. advance. But uh, just horrendous. Mm-hmm. And the interest rates with the payday lenders, 800%. 800%. Now, you want to find somebody that's picking on poor people? It's those people that are picking on poor people. They're they're making a good living, getting rich off the backs of poor people. When you charge poor people 800%, and by the way, rich people don't pay that. They don't play that. And they, those, those things aren't in the rich neighborhood. They're not even in middle-class neighborhoods. It, it, you know, it's your lotto tickets. It's these, it's a short-term. It'll kill you guys. It'll kill you. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Just go make some money, live on less than you make, and stack cash. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us America. We're so glad you're here. 
Open phones at 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Colton is with us. Hey, Colton, how are you? Doing most excellent. Thank you for having me here today, guys. We're honored to have you. Good to have you, man. Where do you live? Uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, fine. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid off, Colton? 62258 cents. Wow. Excellent. How long did this take? 31 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Yeah, I started at right over 24000 um, and then I ended 2022 with uh, right over 71000 Wow. Oh, good for you. What do you do for a living? Uh, it's a diverse job description. Uh, do a lot, but uh, we work in a pretty small company, uh, but I can be tasked by any of our marketing heads, our sales heads, finance. Uh, our CEO calls me the control center. It's where all the information comes together and then actions disseminate. That will work. <laughs> I like it. I Love like it. it. Pretty cool. So mm-hmm. you average $2,000 a month in debt reduction, starting out only making $2,000 a month. So must, most of this must have happened in the back end. Yes, it was a journey snowballing throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And as we continued down it, we definitely got to, to see As your income wins. went up, you were able to slam it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every, every one that went down, it was the next one came up. There you go. Wow. I love it. Good for you. What kind of debt was it? Um, so it was all sorts of debt. We uh, had student loans mostly, uh, mm-hmm. private and federal. I uh, had a car loan, a bunch of credit card, had some past due uh, medical bills I had to pay, and then there was one little stupid tax I found myself in the whole time, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I found myself in more than one, so I know this, you, right? that's not bad at all. What happened? How did you find us? What got you started on this 31 months ago? Yeah, so I was actually I was on the lower end of the income of this journey, and I found myself in a place where I really needed a vehicle. And uh, I was in a place where it was mandatory for my job, and I had to tra- uh, commute to get everywhere. And I was just looking at things. I was like, I have no money. I'm right out of college. Like I, I have no means to get a car. How can I do this? So I started going through you know, my diligence to do the research and find out. Um, and I finally found the home base when I found Ramsey and this baby steps. And I read the the book, Told Him Money Makeover. And I remember buying it at a half price bookstore. And I was like, $20, I bought this book. And by the time I finished the last page and I closed it, I was like, that's a million dollar book. And it's going to change my life. And wow. Thank you. Okay. So you're broke and you read a $20 book and you need mm-hmm. a car. How are you getting a car? Mm-hmm. What happened? So the before before I got the book, I actually got the car. Oh, you went yeah. into debt. Yeah, I went oh, into debt. Okay. That was the stupid right. tax. Twelve thousand. You solved that problem with another problem. Yeah. Okay. Th- then I read the book. I was like, oh, and this was like two months afterwards, and I was like, oh, oh. could have saved my problem. So how much how much was the car debt in the sixty two? Uh, twelve. Oh, that's not that's okay. not too too bad. Not that's too good. Bad okay. Yeah, you're in good shape. And then you turn around and 31 months later after a $20 book at a used bookstore, boom. Mm, there you go. I like it. Yeah. And, I like and, your style. And all the strategies, you know, getting the, involved with the career and getting passionate and, and doing everything you can, just so many facets of your life, just being able to approach them and, and win in every single one of them. Very cool. What did that look like for you? I mean, obviously you got your income up and you did it doing... Obviously, it sounds like you're a jack of all trades, but how, what did that look like? How did you do it? Yeah, it was actually a transition from from a few different jobs. Uh, it started on the lower end. I was operations manager for a, a freight and logistics company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked really well. We did a lot of things. Like we did a lot of different business. Like freight was only a part of it. We were moving. We were doing international. Mm-hmm. We had a lot. Um, but then I got a job offered um, for a new company and it was a huge step up and I was like definitely that's a place I want to go pursue and I talked about it with the owner at the time and, and he was like do it 
Um, and then and then that second company sold, and that's where I find myself in this new company. And, and this is the place where I've just experienced the biggest, the most growth, and, and the biggest wins all over. Just wow. relationally, I got a feeling I know why. I, yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I think the secret sauce is called Colton. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I see yeah. that. Yeah, he, he's the he's the uh, captain of his own ship. Well done, sir. Well done. Well played. I like it. Okay, how old are you? Thirty years old. Thirty wow. years old, and you paid off sixty-two thousand in two and a half years, thirty-one months, and you did that starting at twenty-four thousand dollars, almost no income, mm-hmm. and jammed it all the way to seventy-one, and did this. What do you tell people the secret to getting out of debt is? Yeah, I have to believe it's vision. You know, you get to the place where you're in a place and you're like, I am done with this. I don't want this anymore and I am going to get to the other side. You find the vision, you find the purpose, and then you can start setting goals. The vision starts, the goals follow, the plan. Thank you, Dave, for giving us the plan because that was the easy part. The plan proceeds. And then once you start hitting the goals and you start doing everything, it all snowballs. It all gets bigger and better and you win so much that the, you're encouraged and you're motivated and it keeps going and keeps going. Um, but that all started with the vision. You get to the point where you said, I've had enough and I'm ready to get past it. Yeah. Amen. What, what was your what was your vision? Because everybody, every, everybody getting out of debt has that thing that they're picturing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the why. Like if I can just get there, what was yours? Actually, this is actually hits the show perfectly is like generosity. Like I want to go out and I want to tip outrageously. I want to just give. I want to do so much for everyone. But if I'm in a place where I'm making so little money and I'm paying everything I can to the banks, uh, then we find ourselves in a place we don't have very much money to give out. We, can, we can't be generous as we want to be. So my goal is to be as generous as possible. And, and to get there, I want to I take the steps. And you figured out that you have a math problem if you're broke to be right. generous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, got, you broke, broke people, it's hard to be generous when you're broke. I mean, you can be generous with a smile. Mm-hmm. You can be generous with the kindness and open a door, make somebody a pie. But, uh, but outrageous generosity, it requires coin. Yeah. Well done, sir. Well done. I like it. Very, very good. Good, good, good play on that. Uh Who was encouraging you? You know, so that's the biggest thing I, I, I could say about the whole journey is like, not many people understood at all. Like no one really got it. Like my dad would say, Colton, you need a new bed frame. My mom's like, when are you going to open up that baby, the dating budget? I need grandchildren. Like, like everyone <laughs> the around. The dating me, budget. Wait a second. Yeah, like, <laughs> come, come on. How much can I put there, Jade? Like talk to me through it. Talk I, can't to me through it. I can't help you. <laughs> no. Uh, but so, so people may not understand the steps or the intensity or, or how focused you have to be to do it. But I was surrounded by people who supported me, like employer after employer. You know, I, I got a call this morning at 10 a.m. I was sitting in a diner up north, and uh, just out of nowhere, uh, our, my CEO and our director of sales is sitting right next to me. Okay. They called me out of nowhere and said, hey, guess what? We're here in Nashville. We're coming down to Franklin. You going to do the debt-free scream with you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, this wasn't on the plan. This wasn't on the agenda. But, but Look at that. it's that level of support that I've had the entire journey. It's like friends, family, my church, everyone around me. I am so supported. And the fact that we have our CEO and our director of sales here today is just a testament to That's that. pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, you're an easy guy to support. Uh-huh. You're an easy guy to Thank get you, get Dave. behind. You're, you, you know, I, I, I like placing my bets on a horse that's going to win. <laughs> So, yeah, mm-hmm. well done. Well done, sir. Proud of you. Thank you, sir. Well, well played. Well played. <laughs> and uh, congratulations. We're happy for you. We've got a cop. We've got the uh, Live and Give, speaking of that, box for you. The Baby Steps Millionaire's book, which is definitely your next stop. And the Total Money Makeover book. Now you have a new one, and you can give that away or give that used one away, one of the two. And then Financial Peace University membership as well. So thank you for making the trip from Austin all the way to Nashville. And uh, thanks to your... 
uh, your leadership team for coming in and supporting you. That's real leadership. Mm-hmm. That's very well played, ladies. Very well played and uh, good stuff. All right, Colton from Austin, Texas, $62,000 paid off in 31 months, making twenty-four to 71000 It helps to be a force of nature. Count it down. <laughs> Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free. Yeah. That's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And his dating budget is open for the ladies. You think it is? You think it's ready now? It's ready. It's I'm ready. looking at him. You think it's it's happening now? His face card is not declining, so he's 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 ready. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? My friend no. told me that's the cool thing to say. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I, say it again because I, I need just a little bit of cool over this one. <laughs> this guy's face card does not decline. Oh, Okay. That's what you say when someone's handsome. Okay. I got it. I, it took me a minute. But yeah. <laughs> took me a lot longer. It didn't take me as long as the other one you were talking. Oh, my God. That one took me a week. Yeah. Uh, I'm so slow. Uh, it's good, though. I'm glad I didn't say that about him. So that, that would have been weird. <laughs> that's but, right. Yeah. yeah, you can't say that, yeah, Dave. That would be real weird. That would be weird. Yeah. God help us. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Wow, that guy was inspiring. The energy off of him, amazing. Mm-hmm. Norman is in Philadelphia. Hi, Norman. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Jade. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, here's my situation. I'm uh, 70 years old, uh, part-time pastor, uh, bivocational actually here in suburban Philadelphia, small congregation. Mm-hmm. And um, we are having to unexpectedly close due to some horrific circumstances. If you want to know them, I'll tell you. Oh. They're not super relevant to my problem uh, or to my question. But um, I had been planning on working for another couple of years and then retiring and then looking for housing. Uh, this, quote, retirement is being forced on me a couple of years early, not through my own doing. It's just the situation. And so I'm wondering um, what is wiser for me to do to purchase or to rent a couple of things that play a a role in my decision. My parents are still alive in their early 90s, and I'm committed to staying in the Philadelphia area for as long as they're alive, which means I'm in the Philadelphia expensive housing market. Otherwise, I could look for much less expensive housing housing somewhere else in the, in the country. So you've been in a parish? Um, yes, I've been in a parish, right. Yeah, and exactly. so have you been saving money towards purchasing a home? Yes, I have. I owned a home for 43 years, which I sold about two years ago, and have a maximum of $150,000 to $170,000 for a down payment from that uh, home. Mm-hmm. And do you have uh, an in, what is your income situation going to be? Uh, it'll be once I retire in the 70 K range. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now it's a bit higher than that because, uh, my wife and I are still working uh, part time for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But once we actually retire, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll drop a bit down into the 70 K range. Okay. So if you purchase and your 90 year old parents pass 
well, when your 90 year old parents pass, we're all going to pass. So, um, when they pass, whether it be two months or 20 years, I don't know. Um, then your intention would be to leave Philadelphia. Probably. Yes. Mostly because of costs. Okay. Um, well, the, the general rule of thumb, and it depends on the market and the specific area within the specific market to get the exact math, but the general rule of thumb is if you're not going to be in a property two years, you're better off to rent. And so, right. my, my, thought, my thought is right now that if we actually bought something, we would commit to staying five to seven years, okay. even if, let's say, my parents died in two years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we would just we would just buy something that we would we would yeah. stay in it for at least the five to seven years, regardless of regardless of their situation. Right. You would be at least right. five, yeah. Uh, right. If right. Um, how is their health? Uh, right now, it's pretty good, actually. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My father in law is ninety four, and he's sharper than I am. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's how we want to be, right? Um, yeah, my, my dad will be 92 next month. Yeah. <sighs> I would buy. Uh, I would people, buy. You got a five-year horizon. Yeah. You'll make money on it. It'll end up being net-net cheaper than having rented over five years. That's right. Um, right. I would buy. Okay. Some people have suggested I maybe rent for a year and wait for the interest rates to drop because it's an election year. Well, that, that might be so, but during that year, prices might go up, too, because we still have a housing shortage, and even though inventory is uh, – there's not a lot of people excited about the real estate market right now, there's still more buyers than there is sellers, and so we're right. seeing prices go up, ironically, while interest rates are going up. Uh, but there's not a right. lot of volume of sales. It's just uh, – but, right. but we've not seen a decline in values. Uh, not right. nationwide, and I'm, Philly's a good, strong market, so I doubt it's experienced that. So I, I, I would buy. You got a five-year horizon. We're, we're going to commit to a five-year minimum. You'll make money in that five years versus having rented. Mm-hmm. You'll be glad you did. Um, and yeah, mathematically, I would buy. And, and let's see what else. You stabilize your costs. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the I housing de- market. I am debt free. Yep. I am debt free. Okay, that's good. Great. Uh, what do you have? No, I don't. I don't. In a 403B, like what do you have in retirement? Well, uh, it's it's actually way too complex. I'm going to have about nine sources of income, That's also awesome. including international. Uh, so it's a pretty complex picture. But you don't have any cash to get a hold of in addition to the 150 to just pay cash for a house? I do, yes. I do, yes. But I, I, I wouldn't consider want, that. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. What would you recommend um, uh for putting down for down payment as much as possible. I like the hundred percent down plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I really would. I mean, I don't yeah. know what your net worth is. There's a lot of different things going on in your story here, but, um, I wouldn't use your last dime to do it, but if you're sitting on another five or $600,000 somewhere and you use 400 to go with that, you still got 200 plus these nine sources of income and a paid for house. That's where I would be. If I'm in your shoes, I'm going to pay cash for something. Um, but I don't know that, you know, we'd have to really dig further down into your numbers to figure that out. So at what point, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's say you have a million dollars. What percentage of that would you pull out in order to pay cash for your, your primary home? The least possible to have a house that is quote unquote reasonable. 
and that, you know that's going to shift. All right, Depending you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia is not an inexpensive market. Right. Uh, this is not Dayton, Ohio. Of course. Okay. It's not Abilene. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh, you know, it's going to be more expensive. It's adjacent to New York. Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're in a you know you know a very uh, uh, I mean, four hundred, and and Philadelphia has got a wide variety of neighborhoods. Yeah, but sure. easily four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'd go four hundred or five hundred. Uh, I would not go nine hundred out of a million. Right, right. sitting there with a hundred thousand dollars and all of it tied up in a house. Yeah, right. absolutely. But that five hundred thousand feels like yeah. <gasps> to me too. That's pretty tight. I mean, yeah. yeah, but somewhere around that half million mark. And so that's why I say if he's got another five or six hundred thousand yeah. on top of that one fifty from the old house mm-hmm. that he sold, and he pulled out two or three of those hundred. And still had two or three hundred lay in there, and yeah. he paid cash for four fifty. I mean that that starts to be um, optimum. Yeah, and um, that's a less than median price, let slightly right. below the middle in Philadelphia right now. Mm-hmm. So that that's where he would be, and that you know. But I, again, paying cash gives you a, a lot of ability to just sit and smile. Absolutely, and you don't have anything tugging at your wallet mm-hmm. every month. There, mm-hmm. it's a different a different environment. So very smart for pastors to uh, hear this. Uh, not a lot of pastors percentage-wise these days have parishes. That's right. Not as often as they used to. Parishes uh, were traditionally or are traditionally um, employer-furnished housing, and it oftentimes was the house next door to the church. Mm-hmm. So they were handy to the church, and they could go over and turn on the lights. And mm-hmm. uh, He was bivocational, so it was a smaller church. Likely, I mean, he wasn't even full-time pastor right. uh, in terms of income off of it. He probably is full-time in hours. But the uh, um, there's still usually but the parishes have gone away. If, though, you are a pastor or sometimes they have an old parish around a church that's gotten started again uh-huh. or something, and they'll put the youth pastor or the uh, worship minister in there, in those cases, any of you that are doing that, make sure you're still paying yourself a house payment, even though you don't have a house payment. Because you're going to end up where he is having to buy a house at some point in your equation. Mm-hmm. There's very few of you. <clears throat> I mean, if you're a uh, a priest in some uh, of the uh, denominations, some form of Catholicism, you might have no housing needs the rest of your life. That's possible. Uh, but the vast majority of you that are in a parish are at some point going to need to provide your own housing, whether it's at retirement at a job change or whatever it is, uh, and the vast majority of evangelical churches these days are not doing parishes. They've not worked out well. And so be prepared is the moral of the story. And Norman has done a really good job yeah, preparing. Has. Done a really good job. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.